principles into practice is, is a part of living the life. It's walking it out. Pe people want to cry, my, my, my marriage sucks. Okay? Well, you treat your wife like crap. You continue to take your internal aggravation out on her. I, I, I wish my husband was just, was just more loving to me. Okay, well, stop being a, a freaking brat to him all the time. Maybe if you submit yourself as unto the Lord, as the Bible says, maybe, maybe I wonder how we're supposed to do marriage. I look, God's told us. Why? Because it's a part of life. You've got men that don't want to be the head of their household and cover and protect and provide for their families. And then they wonder why, why, why it's their household freaking sucks. And their marriage is falling apart. And then you've got the, the wife that just wants to nag and fight the husband all the time and not submit unto him as unto the Lord. And, and then, and then they, they wonder why they split up and why affairs happen and all this stuff and divorces down the road and all this stuff. Not every time, but they wonder why these problems manifest in their marriage because you're, you're living life on your own terms. Don't come crying to me when that happens. We have to all, and we're all in process of learning this. I am as well. What I'm saying is there has to be the follow through. Because that, that is eternal life. Fresh eyes of passion and wonder and allow him to order our steps. And we being willing to take those steps with him and actually start living this life as he has designed us to. For 2023 to be a year that we finally learn to let go. Quit carrying around that crap. The pain and the hurt and the disappointment of wishing this would have happened by now and you're not in life where you want to be by now and, and wishing this and you're going to carry that right into 2023. You know what's going to happen? 2023, that year is going to suck for you as well. You ain't going to have nothing. Actually, you'll probably be left more far behind than you are now. Because I've learned God loves the process way more than the destination. He's got the destination for you. He wants you to enjoy life now. Not when you retire. No, no, not, not, not when the kids are grown. Enjoy it now with him. And he'll slow everything down, every bit of progress that in your life I've learned. He will put all of it on hold and make sure you don't get to it faster. It, he will delay every single bit of it out of his goodness. Because he says, I, I, want, I want you and I want you just to want me. I've got it for you. But if I get you there now, you're going to have a different year. It's, you're going to be, it's going to mess you up. We've got to learn to let go of some things going into this year. And stop trying to live this life on our own terms and conditions. For us to say yes and engage in exclusivity to Jesus like never before. And as a result and leading of Jesus from that place of exclusivity to be more inclusive 
to others. Even from an evangelistic standpoint to the world around us. Through the light of this life, we live in and with Jesus. Becoming a roadmap, a light, a lamp to our feet and to others as the scriptures say. That will light up the darkness in the lives of the lost like it has and is lighting up ours. And to those that are trying to figure out life and just can't seem to get ahead. I want to ask you will, you, will you stop trying to live life on your own terms? Because I don't, don't know if you realize. I hope, I hope you realize. You need to realize. It's not working. It didn't work last month. didn't work the month before. didn't work the year before. didn't work two years before. And it ain't going to work a year from now. It ain't going to work two years from now. It ain't going to work five years from now. You keep trying to live life on your own. You ain't going to go nowhere in life. You keep trying to do this thing on your own. It Has it worked yet? No. It has not. And it ain't going to work. The definition of insanity is doing something over again expecting a different result. It's going to be the same result. Will you, will, will you just stop trying to live life on your own terms? The Bible says in Matthew 10, 39, he who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. That's not talking about a natural death. He's saying if you try to go find your own way of life, these are the words of Jesus. What he's saying is if you try to go live your life on your own and you try to build your own life and find what it means to live based upon your definition of life, you know what's going to happen? You're going to lose it. Why? Because if you build it, you got to sustain it. He says if you find your life on your own, you'll lose it. He said, but if you lose it for my name's sake, You'll find it. Why? What is he saying? If you'll abandon your own ambitions and just lock eyes with me again and just follow me again and leave every other way of life and your expectations of life and your ambition and all that and wanting life to be a certain way in your view and all, if you'll just let it all go and just follow me, he says, you'll, you'll find it. And it'll be better than anything you, you ever, could have, ever could have built for yourself. Why? Because he says, I'm the one who built it for you. Will you let him finally lead you? And you actually follow his lead. Are you not tired? Whoever this is for tonight, and it may be for just one in here or nobody in here and just somebody listening on podcast later. Aren't you tired of trying to live life your own way? I'll be honest. I, I, I know what that's like. There was some of this. This the Lord has been preaching to me first. It's exhausting. My God, it's tiring. Trying to figure everything out. 
trying to come up with every solution ourselves, and making no progress at all. Living with that internal aggravation, that small little internal itch. Are you tired? You have to be. Tired of just trying to live it on your own. Trying to make it happen on your own. I'll figure something out. I'll figure it out. I'll always do. Why? Yeah. You always try to do it. Why don't you just let him be your answer? That means that you have to trust him enough to finally let go though and surrender control. Let him light up the pieces of darkness that are still in you that questions if he is trustworthy that is keeping you distracted and at an arm's distance. See, the reason we don't hand everything over to him it's proof that we really don't believe who, who he says he is. We, we don't believe in his goodness, which is what the Bible says, to, to know the, the continual experiencing of the goodness of God is what Jesus said here in, in John 17, verse 3, to know God as the one true God in Jesus Christ. And he says that is eternal life. To know his goodness. To experience him through, in and through Jesus. But when we hold control back, it's proof that we're not trusting him enough. Because we don't think he's really that good. And you know what that does? We're cutting ourselves off from eternal life. Because Jesus defines eternal life as knowing the goodness of the Father. And when we believe he is other than good, we cut ourselves off from living in the reality of the awareness of eternal life. Many people believe, you know, God is good all the time, all the time God is good. God is good all the time. Everybody, all the time, God is good. They don't believe that mess. Been in church, been in some church. God is good all the time. Everybody commenting, God, and all the time, God is good. Y'all, y'all, full of hell. Don't believe that. You don't believe that. Most people don't. But we're scared to death to. to we won't, we won't vocalize that we don't believe God's good. We won't actually vocalize that we don't really trust Him because we think He's going to get real mad and then take everything from us. And what we actually do, we, 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 we say God is good, but we don't actually believe he's good. What we're actually doing is, what we actually believe subconsciously is that God's going to do some really messed up crap to us. But in the end, it's going to build character. And we're just going to be able to say then that it is good. No, that's, that's not the definition of goodness here that, that is God. Kainos is the word good here. And it, is, it means to be kind. He is good. It's not that he's going to put you through hell to build character. And then you got to call it good because if not, he's going to get real mad and then just zap you. No. But that's what we believe. And what is it doing? It is keeping us out from experiencing eternal life. Because we're trying to control it ourselves. Because if God's not good, you, you better not tithe. If God's not good, do not give your money to, to, to any church. 
You need to keep it for yourself. You're going to have to watch out for yourself because God ain't. If God's not good, do. If God's not good, no, you, you don't need to get married. And if you are married, you, mind, you need to have an affair. Why? Because then you're committing to yourself solely to somebody in, in, in a commitment and transparency inside of the covenant that you don't believe that God will bless or protect. No, you don't need to fully, fully commit yourself to somebody at that point if God's not good. If, 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 if God's not good, no, yeah, you, you need to hold some stuff back from him. But if he is good, if he is who he says he is, and if he is who that John said that Jesus has declared him to be, then he's worthy of it all. And everything is safe with him. And inside the confinements of the circle dance of perichoresis, I am nothing other than safe and loved. And it's my job and, and my motivation and very beneficial to me and you to fully wake up to that reality. The proof of not doing that or trying to stay in control of our life because we don't actually believe he is that good. I won't eyes closed and heads bowed. I just want you to sit with this for a minute. Many times, many times, there are little pieces of darkness still in you and I that question if he is trustworthy. And that is keeping you and I distracted and at an arm's distance from him. At an arm's distance from you and him. We all know the story. We all know the stories. You just sit there with the Lord and allow this to just, just as he begins to just marinate your heart in this. We all know the story of Peter. Him and the disciples are out on the boat. Jesus has told them to go over to the other to the side. In the middle of the night, there's a storm comes up and, the, and Jesus is around. He's up praying. All of a sudden, they look out on the water and they see Jesus standing there. And Peter speaks up because they, they don't know who it is. They don't know if it's a ghost. They don't know what's going on. And Peter speaks up and he says, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come unto you. If it's you, bid me to come unto thee. And Jesus says, come on, Peter. And you know what he does? He gets out one step at a time and he starts making his way, walking on the water to Jesus. And what happens, he gets there and the Bible says that he takes his view off of Jesus and he looks at the boisterous waves that are around him and what happens is it causes Peter to begin to sink. And as he's sinking down in the water, he has to call out to Jesus to save him. And the Bible says that Jesus reaches his arms down and pulls him back up. See, Peter had followed and listened to the word of the Lord to get out of the boat. He was the only one to come out there. But he took his eyes off Jesus. He lost focus. He looked away from locking eyes with Jesus. And that was enough to take him under. Peter was just in arm's distance of Jesus. But there was, a, there was a moment of some external circumstances around him that made him break his gaze with God. 
There was, a, there, there was some external waves that began some movement around him that made him question the, the, the strength and the care of God. He said, hold on a minute. These waves are getting big, Jesus. Am I, are you sure I'm safe out here with you? Are, 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 are you sure you're really going to take care of me? Because we're way far from shore and I ain't even in the boat and I've never been in this place before. And those external circumstances, some, move, some movement around him revealed some, some places in, of darkness in Peter that still question, does he love me enough? And that was enough to take Peter under. He was just in arm's distance of Jesus. He was close enough to touch Jesus. But he was still sinking. I believe there's some here that feel like Peter. Just trying to keep your head above water. Here lately, you felt like you're just, it's all you can do to just tread water. To just keep your head above water. That it's taken every bit of, ener of ounce of energy in your being just to keep yourself from going under. To keep yourself from drowning. And, and if that's you, all you need to do tonight is, is just look again to Him. And re-engage with the eyes of the one who loves you. And he will pull you up out. He will do what you are trying to do and you're not doing a very good job of it. Open up, let the light You'll just open up. Open up, let the light Open up, let the Just open up. I've often wondered how did Peter get back to the boat and I believe Jesus carried him will you let him carry you or are you still determined to do this thing your own way it ain't working What part of you still questions his care? What happened to you to cause you to question his care? I feel him asking somebody tonight, what, what happened? What causes you to question if I care? What letdown, what disappointment has now brought you to a place where you are fully guarded? to you as a little girl that now makes you have, that, that you've got some reservations now of going that far with God and believing he is, he is truly that good what's got you thinking you've got to do this what, what are you, there's somebody here they're, they're freaking out they're freaking out motivated by fear that everything is going to just fall apart in an instant. And that it's up to you to hold it, hold it all together. 
And he wants that tonight. yourself to open up. I don't I, I don't I don't want to push or pull this but I there's people having encounters. If you need to leave you can. We love you. We'll see you later. No it, it's totally okay. I know it's getting late. But there's some tonight that 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 need a little longer in this environment. of some of you that you've carried like a book bag on your back. A weight on your shoulders and on your back. And I see him unpacking that and pulling it off and he's taking and he's, and he's trying to remove the whole thing but there's a part of you that is grabbing onto it and saying no. Because it's become a place of comfort to you. A place of identity that you tie to of that of identity of thinking of acting like you are the one who solves it all you are the one who figures it out and there's a piece of you that has attached your identity to that you, will you let me be your answer? He says, you've come all this way. You've come all this way. He says, just a little farther. Just come all the way out and will you let me be your answer for life? not far. Now, as you're in that place, still with heads bowed, eyes closed, if you need to leave, you can. I never want to. I, I never want to assume anything. And if there's one in here that would say, "I don't know this Jesus," like you're talking about, so I, 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 I can't go back in my mind to the moment that I know that I was born again. You feel like your heart is getting heavy and is about to beat out of your chest. I, I want you just to come with nobody looking and you just kneel down at the front. And you can leave here born again. You don't have to leave here lost. You can leave here in relationship with Him. Fully new creature. Don't walk out these doors the same way you walked in them. If that's you, nobody's looking. I just want you to come. I'm just going to pray with you here at the front so that you can be born again tonight. Because the truth of the matter is that when he came and hung on that cross, that Father, Son, and Spirit said, we're going to rescue you. If you were the only one on the, that would ever be birthed into existence, he said, they're worth it to come after. Them alone are worth it because I want them back into this perichoresis. That's you. I want you to come.
know this Jesus. 